Welcome to the Trash Pod. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hosted by Eclipse Cosplay, basically Becky and Dano. Yay! Is that your only input you're going to have this entire time? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So this is mainly a trial and error uh, episode. Where it's our first one. First of many, hopefully. Yeah. And today, we are cosplay trash. Yes. Major cosplay trash. I mean, there's no recycling. It's just trash. <laughs> just trash. If there is recycling, we threw it in the trash. Yeah, because we don't recycle cosplay. We just toss it. <laughs> we just toss it. Along with our hopes and dreams and money. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to talk about whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the like the biggest thing with cosplay right now as we both have seen on Facebook, is Jessica Negri. Is she really really that big? Yeah. I've only seen, like, like, thousands. Like, I think, like, almost a million likes. I don't know. No, but I just mean more like I've only seen discussion about her from you. So we don't. No, like, she's a really big deal. Right now. Like, I know know she's a big deal, as in, like, she's a big cosplayer. No, but this is, like, a big thing, because, like, they announced her as the number one cosplayer of the world. Yeah. And last year, she flaked. Yeah. So. Not sure what she's going to do this year. Yeah. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully we're still doing podcasts then. Yeah, that would be good. Yes, I did see, like, that post from her saying, I'm just an amateur, like, you know, like a lot of people, and I'm not number one. And then I sat there and thought, well, you're not doing anything to really change what they have put up. No, and honestly, like, if you make money off of your appearance at events as a cosplayer... I don't think you can call yourself an amateur anymore. No. Like, cosplay is her job. Yeah. That means you're not an amateur. Yeah. That's, like, kind of the point of a career. She obviously means quality, but... Yeah. And, well, hard to say. I mean, some of her outfits are, like, high quality. Like, when she did the Lich King and Roadhog. Those were, like, insane quality. But, I mean, there's always that controversy of if she made them or not. Who well, knows? I don't really know very much about her, um, but I know that she seems to ride on the ones that she made herself a lot. Like, she talks mainly about them more than anything else. Like, oh, come look at my tutorial online and blah, 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 how to do this and stuff. And Well, at least she's encouraging that. Yeah. Well, that's a good oh, thing. Yeah. But it kind of, like, makes me think about what the rest of the world expects from cosplayers now because it's a lot different from what it used to be yeah well we can talk about so uh i went online and i found this photographer and i guess he did the last of us uh, a cosplayer from that who was cosplaying joel they went to chernobyl like the site of chernobyl Uh. to get accurate post-apocalyptic photos that's intense that is super intense. Like, you're risking, like, arms coming out of you. Yeah. And, like, third Radiation. eyes and stuff. Yeah. I know they say it's, like, safe now for the public to go into. But even so. But, like, that just shows the dedication of photographers and cosplayers. So I followed this photographer and I looked at his work. And it looks like it comes out of Germany. And 
uh, I found other cosplayers, like, through that, like, photos that he took, because he takes, like, amazing pictures. <laughs> and I found cosplayers that had been to events in Europe, and the booth difference is insane. Like, one girl who, like, definitely, like, shows off her figure in her cosplays and stuff like that, her booth had no prints. There were no prints sold. She had her business cards, and she had, like, cosplay things that she had made. She had, like, a full suit of armor, and then, like, this lion head piece and a wolf head piece. And she had, like, her booth decorated and stuff, and that was what she was promoting. Like, she wasn't selling prints and stuff like that. She was, like, showing people how she made things and had, like, processes and stuff. Never been a big fan of prints. Never. I, mean, I I would never buy them personally because I want like pretty anime boys instead. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of a way of the community giving back to the cosplayer who did this, yeah. who who went out and got the professional photos taken and stuff. Yeah, I think the professional photos is entirely dependent on the cosplayer. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like I want to get professional photos so I can sell prints of them. No. I mean like Obviously, you have to get professional photos if you want to sell prints so that the quality's there, but I don't know. But you're you're basically saying that Europe has a different um, uh, opinion on how booths should be set up. Yeah, and how cosplay guests should present themselves to people. I think I'd like that a little bit more personally, because then you can have like an actual conversation about like, oh, how'd you do the stitching on this or something like that. Yeah, like Yaya Han is like amazing at like seamstress work and things like that i would love to see some of her outfits up close like it'd be insane like seeing all the stitching work that she does but like you never get to see that i don't know if it's because like a lot of uh like american cosplayers cut corners more but i mean for cosplayers that enter masquerades your quality has to be there you can't cut corners otherwise you're not gonna perform well so it's hard to say. Yeah. I think it's more like the the popularity aspect here is a lot different than over there. Oh, yeah. Over there, you have to be, like, superb quality in order to succeed and excel, where over in America, it's all about, like, figure, it seems. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> the there figure. Are, <laughs> there are a lot of cosplayers, and I'm just like, why are you not at god-tier levels of popularity when you produce such amazing cosplays, well, it's because they don't have the figure to match it, Mm -hmm. which is a shame. It seems like in Europe they really reward quality over quantity. Yeah. (laughs) But that's like... uh that's like the cosplayer that you saw she only had 3,000 likes and if if somebody had 3,000 likes here they'd never be a guest no way no yeah like we have over 4,000 and we've been turned down so much by (laughs) so I guess if we really want to know how to get to become a guest we kind of learned it from people who have been doing it for a while and 90% of it is like messaging them personally yeah and being like this is what i got this is what i can do for you because what they're interested in is not you as a person it's what you can provide for them at the end of the day whether it's through panels or popularity because you know maybe someone will go out of their way to see this cosplayer yeah definitely i mean 
a big thank you to the people at FrostCon who let us be guests there this year because like that really showed us the experience of it and they were amazing about telling us like all the ins and outs of it and yeah. the other guests told us a lot of ins and outs and we went there we didn't have a booth we didn't have prints we hung out with like all the other cosplayers like yeah. man whatever like the convention <laughs> I think cosplays become less of a a hobby and more of a business it's like yeah. if you take it as a hobby you're never gonna get anywhere and as much as that's okay for a lot of people it, you, it's it's hard to sit there and have people complain about the lack of likes if they're not doing the amount of work that one would put into their part-time job or for full-time job yeah branding is insanely important like yeah. that that is what you become at a certain point is you stop becoming like an individual person you start becoming a brand yeah. like yaya han is a brand jessica negri is a brand they're not like they don't look at themselves as individual people when it comes to their cosplay business mm -hmm. So you have to market yourself in that way. And yeah, it seems like a little cold to say it, but if anything, I don't know. I, f I think it's kind of fun, like making all the stuff and like trying to connect with people. Like, I have But a good it's time hard because it. there's a lot of people out there that are just not that good at talking to other people. Like oh, the yeah. point of being in the nerdum uh, community is to accept the fact that not everybody is outgoing. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's where, I don't know, it's a case of your skills have to kind of speak for themselves sometimes. Yeah. Like you have to, everybody has their strengths, right? So mm -hmm. you have to like make up for your weaknesses with your strengths. Yeah. Just like with cosplay, if you're, like, killer at sewing, then that means you have to, like, bolster up your armor making and stuff. Like, mm. you have to get better at it, but so that it can all be equal instead of, like, one skill being blatantly obvious. Because it also limits you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think the way that it's trending now is armor making is the big thing now. Which I've is seen. awesome, because I suck at armor making. <laughs> it's it's awesome, but it's also really um, intimidating for people who just yeah. don't understand the materials or can't get to them. Yeah, I mean, there people are like, oh, there's tutorials online. Just look up tutorials. It'll be fine. But then you go to those tutorials, and they're like, you need, like, 75 feet of warbla and, like, all this EVA foam. And you're like, I don't even know where to find EVA foam. Like, what is EVA foam? Yeah. So it's a case of, like... If you're going to start armor making, just start with the materials that you understand and a project that you're like, I think I can do that. Like, I think with through work, I could do it and it'd definitely be a challenge, but it, there's no harm in trying. I mean, my first Loki set of armor was hot glue for the details and like flimsy craft foam <laughs> for all the pieces. Like, it was atrocious. My helmet was literally like the horns were made of tape that I wrapped around and spray painted gold. Cosplay struggles. Yeah, and nobody seemed to have a problem with it. So, <laughs> I mean, like, if people look close, they'd be like, oh, well, this is trash. And I'd be like, you're right, because I made it in my garage in four hours. <laughs> so it's a case of work with what you know and build up those skills. Like, the, I think the thing that helped me with armor making was doing Handsome Jack. Mm -hmm. Because then I learned how to take, like, individual little pieces and make those little pieces really, really good. And then I could, like, move up to bigger pieces as I went on. But still... It's still it's a still, constant oh, struggle. Oh, yeah, and it's so expensive. Yeah. Like, if you want to have, like, the A-plus quality armor, well, you got to...
cover it in like some kind of thermoplastic. Yeah. Or wood glue. Cosplay hack. Wood glue. <laughs> yeah. Not that we're going to be giving you guys any hacks, really. It's hard to do that over talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can, like, throw them in randomly, but... Yeah, yeah but, like, even today when I um, was helping a friend of ours a style a wig for the first time, um, he was saying that tutorials online, they off- while they are good, they go into far too much detail and make things way more complicated yeah. than it actually needs to be. Most things are extremely simple. You just have to do them meticulously. Yeah. And it's hard to like tell somebody, especially for me or even you, mm-hmm. um, when you're really good at something and you just kind of say, well, don't you just look at it? And copy it. Yeah. Like, that's the way I do with makeup. Like, yeah, and that's how my sewing is. Yeah. So, it's everybody has their like little niche, and they're like, this is like the thing that I'm super confident in. And no matter what cosplay comes around, at least I know I have one part of it that will be easy. Yeah. Or at least not frustrating. (laughs) You just need that. You need that one little thing, even if it's like. It makes you happy. Yeah. Even if it's binding. Yeah, I mean, like, Judar's clothes were super easy. And that made me super happy, because I was able to make them perfect. Judar from Magi. Yeah, Judar from Magi. (laughs) That one that I keep wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But yeah, I I think that also nowadays the bar has raised. Oh, yeah. Like, especially... Compared to ten years ago? Like, I mean, I haven't been cosplaying as long as you have, but, like, um even today like um he was saying that uh, like first time cosplayers they're like up here while when we started it was like down we were awful so, yeah. i well i was better than you oh yeah <laughs> like my first well okay i did byakuya from bleach and that first cosplay turned out pretty good but then i did sasuke and it was horrendous laughable oh it was i thought i was so cool like, I think that's, like, the essence of cosplay, where you, like, can look back and be like, wow, that was absolute disgusting. But at the <laughs> same time, I felt really good. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's it's one of those things where you wonder how it is for somebody just getting into cosplay with these whole elitist attitude statuses and, yeah. like, the struggle of having to work with all these materials that are foreign to yeah. you. Like, Honestly, if you're just going to start, just go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's, like, that group that's, like, like a there are always the people who will say, don't buy your cosplays. Unless you make it, you're not a true cosplayer. Those people, like, need to just stop. Yeah. Because you're allowed to wear cosplay in whatever way you want. If you bought it, that means you had to somehow get that money. And whether it was through begging your parents or working, you still did something. Yeah, and and usually, like, the amount you pay for that cosplay is about the amount you pay for the fabric. Absolutely. Sometimes it's cheaper to buy it than it is to, like, actually make it. Especially uniforms. Oh, yeah. No, no, no making uniforms. It's exhausting. There's just way too many, like, details in a military Mm -hmm. uniform Mm -hmm. that you can't match. Yeah. Patches. It's like, why would I make something when I... And have to buy the patches when I could just buy the whole thing with the patches Mm -hmm. on? Yeah. Now we also have... I think this year has begun um a different attitude towards body image 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially like since 2016 was so big into cosplay whatever you want. And there was that battle of like having to either go with the idea of cosplaying something that's figure flattering or cosplay something that whatever you don't care about, you know, kind of thing. So, and I think that we found like a good balance. I haven't really seen anything new on it, but now I think it's less about the figure and more about the skin tone that is the big controversy now definitely i mean like i have a laundry list of cosplays that i'll never touch which is a shame because i love echo from league of legends (laughs) he's my like one of my favorite champions his technical skills are so damn fun yeah but But i think that you just you just need to draw the line at some point yeah absolutely like there's just it's just like how you would go to a store and there's just some clothes and some hairstyles that you just don't touch yeah and that's i mean i would never do a fro are you sure i think you look great with an afro It'd be, like, poofy and blonde and, like, (laughs) Jew-like, you know? Like a Jew-fro? Yeah. Like Cuso from Samurai 7. He doesn't have a fro. He He has has an umbrella He has a Jew-fro. Whatever. That's what he has. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) But, like, it's it's hard because um, we're both white and we're both female. Yeah. And um, a lot of controversy around that is that... Yes, we can cosplay males, and we have to stick to, like, white characters and stuff. Yeah. But, like, um, I've seen a lot of arguments where, okay, so, like, if I can't gender bend, or, if, or sorry, if I can't turn, uh, I don't know, um, I, if I can't cosplay Echo, yeah, then you shouldn't be able to cosplay Sailor Moon if you have dark skin. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it looks like it sets a double standard to, like the more i don't know privileged side of people like maybe not privileged but people who just don't understand the argument yeah and it's a case of there's not a lot you can do as an outsider you can give people your thoughts on it and encourage them hopefully in a morally right direction but if ultimately they're gonna do it then that's what they're gonna do yeah but like if don't I I disagree with people who will scorn people who do tanned cosplays when they can tan. Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, if you have the ability to go like 3 4 shades darker just because you're outside in the sun, you shouldn't get bullied for it. Yeah. Um, I also believe that, like, um, tanners, like, because, like, that's mm-hmm. something that you wear, like, for fashion and stuff. Yeah, And yeah. if you're allowed to do that and, like, go out and, like, tan your your legs yeah. for summer, then you should be allowed to put that on and go out as, like, yeah, someone a little definitely. bit more tanned. Like, I would bleach my skin for, like, paler characters. I mm-hmm. don't have to right now, thank goodness, but I would do that if that was what the cosplay called for. But everybody has, like, their own extremes that they'll take things to. Like, everybody has that thing that they're like, I would sacrifice this for cosplay. Like, I would sacrifice my feet. Anime yeah. North, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both, both of us. <laughs> yeah. We both wrecked our feet. Yeah. But yeah. people should just... It's all about taking a step back and trying to look at it from, like, the other side's perspective. Yeah. And being like, would they be okay with me doing this or would they feel like insulted yeah and the last thing you want to do with cosplay is insult people just by existing yeah so i also think that like 
we have so much hate going on in the world right now. Yeah, we just need to calm it's down very a little bit. easy to like get behind things and hate and be like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Like everybody just needs to take a step back. <laughs> yeah. And remember why we started all this in the first place. Yeah. So we could cosplay Gandalf. Yeah. I mean, like, one day I'll cosplay Gandalf. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Like, when I'm way older and, like, way more better at cosplay. Because I have to look like an old person. Yeah. I mean, I could do makeup, but... Speaking of getting older, what do you think about people who um, get their kids into cosplay? Like, do you I mean, think they're living through them a little bit, or do you think it's like it's hard to say because that's that's something that's kind of been around forever. Yeah, is like, oh, you put your kid in a little outfit. It's because obviously they want to go to the like the the parents want to go to the convention. Yeah. So why wouldn't you dress up your kid? It's just like for Halloween, like if they're like one or two or whatever. I mean, I don't know the age the kids, like, gain a sense of existing <laughs> of horrible children. But, like, if they hit the age where they know what's going on and they want to participate, absolutely. Like, yeah. no doubts. You're, it's a hobby that, yes, while it's expensive, there are a thousand worse hobbies. At least this teaches you, like, time management. It teaches you commitment. It it teaches you a lot of other like technical skills and also um, making you feel creative and good yeah, about yourself. Yeah, exactly. It gives you like like that confidence and like it makes you feel good about yourself and good about like how you look and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that if we did have a kid, we'd probably get them into cosplay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, they would be like all like the little people because like. <laughs> Like Shippo from Inuyasha, yeah. or Pikachu, or just Pichu. I could be Raichu, and you could be Pikachu. It'd be like a whole Pika family. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <sighs> We're yeah. not having a kid. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Maybe a dog. Yeah, and we'll dress the dog up. <laughs> It'll be like having a kid. Just this one communicates and barks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we're getting closer to the time that we will be wrapping up, so I'm just going to talk about a quick little thing that um, we're going to do each session. It's like um, a cosplay sh- cosplayer shout-out, yeah. where we're going to like talk about a cosplayer each time, and hopefully get them some lovins. Yeah, basically. All Cos- the lovins. If you wish to uh, get your name out there, just contact us afterwards, and we'll get you in an episode. So today we're going to be talking about Kiri Chu cosplay. She's our friend Kate. And, yeah, we uh, met her at Yomacon. Yeah, we did. I did a lovely photo shoot with her as Sasuke. I know, it was the first time I was a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> so she says that um, I gave her like a few things to talk about. Our, our session is called Who, What, Where, Why, and When. And uh, so she's a beginner cosplayer that uh, just started two years ago. Um, She's focusing normally on Naruto characters, but she wants to move on to bigger things like video games such as Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy. Not sure which Final Fantasy. I feel like... Hopefully all of them. (laughs) All of them. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VI, let's just like make a massive group. Let's just like no one cosplay Final Fantasy XV anymore. Let's just all do Final Fantasy VI and then they have to remake it. (laughs) That's my evil plan. I want to do Crisis Core. Oh, yeah. That Um, too. (laughs) She says uh, she's basically done with Naruto now, but she seems to be pretty addicted to being Hinata. I mean, you go with what you know and what you like. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun cosplay to wear. She has a lot of cool poses. Yeah. 
Um, so, but since she doesn't drive or she can't afford to fly, she is limited to two cons per year, like most of us. Um, she, you'll usually see her at Yomacon in Detroit. Um, and she had been to ColossalCon in Ohio this year, and she had a blast, so she's probably going to return. Um, she started cosplaying because she was inspired by so many people, and she just always wanted to crossplay. She loves the, ma- the male characters and desires to dress up as one, um, and she's been wanting that since she was a kid. I don't think I wanted to be a, a man. I was, I was a little... three years old when I dressed as Batman, so I think I've been into it since the beginning of my life. <laughs> I was definitely uh, the, you got me into crossplay. I did. I, I also uh, dressed as Mewtwo, and I had to be Aww, a guy for that. That's so cute. I was like six years old. No one knew who I was, but my mom made me like the hands for gloves, oh. like with the three things. I thought I was the coolest kid ever. No one understood anything <laughs> happening. I think I had a weird Pokemon crush on Mewtwo when the movie first came out. I think a lot of people did. I mean, he was really cool. Yeah, and he was the first Pokemon that actually talked. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Yeah, okay, we're getting, like, completely (laughs) distracted. Way off topic. That's okay. Uh, The other reason why she started is because she um, just felt so confident when she was in cosplay, and it brings her out of her shell. And allows her to be herself, which is what a lot of people Yeah, it's always nice to hear people saying that cosplay, like, changes them and makes them a better person. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, her next cosplay will not be happening till November at Yomacon, but uh, she has some secret cosplays. Uh, that are planned, and she oh. says thank you very much. But she already told me which ones she might oh, be doing. So yeah. don't say them now. I'm obviously. not going to say what they are. But are yeah. you even going to tell me off, Mike? Yeah, I can tell you. Off, Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. I will know, and you will not. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for uh, listening in on our first trash pod <laughs> podcast. The trash pod. We're going to try to get a little mascot with uh, Kawaii Desu eyes. It's a trash can. Yeah, and because in the end, we're all trash. Yes, trash for nerdum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so stay tuned for um, leaks on the next episode uh, subject. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Peace.